Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. You have arrived at the intersection of black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking, hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden. Guess what? We're we black, black in the garden. Hey, soil cousins. I am so happy to be uh, talking with you on this day, whatever day it is that you are listening to this. If you have been keeping up with Black in the Garden or attempting to keep up, then you know that there's been a bit of a hiatus and it's been the longest break that I have taken. It has been so worth it because so much has happened. Y'all, so much has happened and I look forward to catching you up on all of the things. And that's gonna happen as we get into these next few throwback episodes that y'all about to enjoy, right? Okay, starting with Mama's Gotta Have a Life Too, which is an episode, this episode, this throwback is one of the most nearest and dearest episodes to my heart. I was recently interviewed on the Two Girls, One Plant podcast and they asked me what my favorite episode was. And it's like, obviously, just like a parent, a lot of y'all listening are parents, just like any parent, it's hard to pick your favorite, right? But here's the thing. Oh, wait, no, no. Let me go back. No, go back, go back. You're not supposed to pick favorites? That's what I was trying to say. That's what I meant to say, right? But parents know. <laughs> parents be knowing. It is not wise to pick a favorite uh, any more than, you know, many of us wouldn't be able to to name our favorite plant to make it fair. Uh, but anyway, you get what I mean, which is that out of all the episodes, out of all the amazing, incredible guests who I'm very grateful for and who I appreciate them all, when it comes to the episode, this is the one that is the nearest and the dearest to my heart because it was the first episode that I actually began recording. And this was before I even had a guest. When I went back into my archives to see the very first recording that I actually uttered, it was in reference to the baby boy episode, which that's what I call it. Just, you know, cause that's an easy reference. But this episode is actually about Miss Juanita, who is the fictional character who played Jody's mom. If you're familiar with the film, you know, it, we, we lay it all out in the beginning of the episode. So there's that. So prepare yourselves for that. And while you're preparing yourself for that, just know that Black in the Garden is coming together nicely. Uh, I'm referring to season three. It's coming together, putting the finishing touches on it. We're getting ready to celebrate our one year anniversary on November 19th. Very excited about it. Do I know exactly what all was going to happen? No. Do you have any ideas or suggestions? If so, please feel free to send me an email to blackinthegarden at gmail.com. I'll be telling y'all that all the time. My inbox is open to you. My, my email is, yeah, I, I, I love that. I love hearing from y'all. I love hearing reviews. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps a lot. You know, like I said, the show is about to be one whole year oh my god it's gonna be a year y'all and i appreciate you so much 
for going on this journey with me, for being on this journey with me, staying on this journey with me, sharing Black in the Garden with your friends and family members and whoever else it is that you're sharing it with. It don't just have to be friends. Tell your enemies too. Like, I mean, we all like nice things, right? <laughs> so there's that. So yes, there are uh, some fancy upgrades that are happening. I guess, we, yeah, we can call them fancy. You'll notice the difference. It'll be well worth it. Uh, just behind the scenes, all of that. Plus, of course, the plant kiki, y'all. Can we talk about that for a hot second? Can we just, can I just remind you that somewhere along the way, this is how I like to describe it. This is my favorite way to describe it. The concept of black in the garden was something that I was very much pregnant with. Okay, I sat with this thing for probably about nine months, I imagine. I, I, I'm not finna do all that math. But what I do know is that I sat with Black in the Garden for a minute and it just got to the point where I needed to get it out. I felt like I was pregnant with it, right? So in reference to the plant Kiki, that being a whole other new podcast that is not starring me. I be on it, but it's not about me. It is to amplify more voices. It's like I came in the door of this podcasting plant casting, whatever you want to call it, game. And I was like, yeah, I'm black. And it's more black people that like plants and that could talk about them too. So I decided, you know what, let's just open a door up and let the more of us in here so we could all really get our kiki on and have a good time with it, right? So back to my, my analogy, which was having been pregnant with Black in the Garden. When it comes to the plant kiki and the way that it came together, somewhat unexpectedly, I really, it wasn't something that, took a long time to to uh, to plan. I know words. Remember that? The plant kiki is like I got knocked up. And it was just like, oh shit. Oh gosh. Oh, it's coming out. Ah, I pushed. And then here it is into the world. We are two episodes deep on the plant kiki. You can catch new episodes out every Sunday. Well, almost every Sunday. We're doing the plant kiki three weeks out of the month. We're not doing four episodes a month. We're taking a bye week is what I like to call it, to give everybody some time to keep up and catch up and, and enjoy yourselves, right? The, the plant kiki is specifically more gear, more so geared towards houseplant talk and just good old-fashioned laughing and enjoying ourselves and talking shit about plants. And we really just want to be a part of your self-care and plant care routine, so that's that's why it's special and important to me. Okay, th those are the, the many reasons. So like I said, so many fun, amazing things that are on the way for Black in the Garden, not just for the podcast, but just for so much around it. I've learned so much. I continue to learn. And as I start the Plant Kiki with uh, some of my homies, Brian, Gloria, Derek, and Camille, three of those names that I mentioned, you've already heard them on previous episodes of Black in the Garden, Soil Cousins, all right? So all of those being amazing, brilliant, and highly opinionated, and boisterous, and amazing, incredible individuals and personalities who I am, I, I'm getting to show them the ropes of podcasting. And th there's, there's some to it. There's quite some to it. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with those of you out there who are interested in starting a podcast, guess who gonna hook you up? This girl right here, Cola be talking. I am here to do more in, in this regard. 
with podcasting and I will definitely give you more information about that very soon. So the best you can do is stay tuned. Enjoy this throwback episode. Mama's Gotta Have a Life too with the homie Nora. And y'all just be well, be safe. All right, vote. Not just for the president, but go down the ballot and make sure you know what the hell they talking about with your local representatives. All right. So that is my PSA, like I did on the last episode. And y'all gonna catch a few more of these throwback episodes before we dive completely into season three of Black in the Garden and celebrate the one year anniversary. I appreciate y'all. Love, light, and soil. I am here talking with Nora, the doula. You want to tell us a little bit about you, Nora? Okay, well, hello. Um, My name is Nora, and I am a doula, amongst other things. Um, but yes. True that. <laughs> um, I'm a sort of in-between work at home, out of the home, homeschooling, home birthing, doula and uh i'm actually uh embarking on some other things right now um but yeah i have three children my oldest daughter's eight my middle child um her she's six and my youngest is three they're all girls vita aja and ama and uh yeah i had them all at home um kind of crunchy i'm what most well a lot of people will say crunchy uh, and I also love to garden and um, kind of follow in the footsteps of my elders. My great auntie, she loved her plants. Um, and now I'm loving my plants. And I, my favorite one, also, let me say this, my favorite one that I've been growing from, the top of a pineapple. I grow a pineapple and I'm on my second pineapple right now. Let's second see. pineapple second okay pineapple. come on uh, spongebob <laughs> right right i got his house <laughs> at the crib <laughs> so um, nora mm-hmm. nora can you tell us a little bit about how you started this pineapple i have done this myself um and full disclosure girl i'm gonna post a picture i have a beautiful <laughs> pineapple top it grew like i put it in the soil after it rooted in the water Mm-hmm. And I use sphagnum moss, but we'll come back to that later. But look, so I got this thing growing so nicely. And then I didn't get to like properly protect it from the frost. And she did. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> yes, because you, Nora, this is the thing that you actually left out of your introduction. You're supposed to tell us where you're growing. What garden zone are you in? Where you at? I am in San Diego. I'm in San Diego, sunny SoCal. And so I think think I'm zone 10. I think I'm zone 10. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not really good with all the terminologies, okay? I'm still learning. But basically... Aren't we all? Yeah, but... Okay, the problem is you have frost. Uh, Pineapples aren't supposed to get any frost. They're tropical, you know, um, tropical plants. But what I did with yeah. mine, I cut the top off, I put it in water, let it root really well. And then it, it, this was all in my window. We had a really sunny window in the kitchen. And then from there, once it was all rooty and stuff, I put it in some really nice soil. None of that um, miracle Grow stuff. None of that. 
Um, oh, yeah, none some of feathers. Yeah, y'all can keep that Miracle Grow synthetic uh, fertilizer soil. That's no, no, thank you. So I use EB what happened with Miracle Grow? What is the issue? Well, it's a Monsanto product and it's synthetic. It's synthetic nutrients in there, so it's not organic. Um, the soil gets the, once the plant uses up all the nutrients in it, that's when you'll see your plants kind of starting to die. Uh, because those synthetic, they, they don't replenish themselves and not to say it's like a little ecosystem. And when you have living, when you have living soil, it's alive. So it's way more beneficial to your plants, things like that. And then you can always add a little good organic fertilizer to it to keep it, maintain the soil and things like that. They have all kinds of stuff, girl. Don't get me started. Okay. It's like this whole no-till gardening thing. But anyway, so. um... We are here for you to tell us these things. This is Black in the Garden, my love. Please continue. Yes. So I stay away from the. Um, miracle, miracle, the, the miracle grows. Um, I strictly do EB stone, um, organic soils. I really like the 420 blend that they have. That's awesome. Mm. I've been using that in my plants, but my pineapple, it, I mean, it's so it's a regular, um, I think I use the citrus. Well, I use the citrus fertilizer by EB stone, but I use their soil for, um, potting plants not the soil for the ground because there's a difference you have potting soil and then you have soil that you can put in the dirt so i used the one for the pot since i was putting my pineapple in the pot and i put it in a ceramic pot and it's pretty um it just kept growing so it's like huge it's huge but um it takes about two years okay so I waited two years for that pineapple. <laughs> I waited about, like, really, just and about two years. Uh huh. How old did you say your youngest child is? She's three. She's three. Yes. So when she was a baby. Yep. When she was pregnant. She, I mean, when she was pregnant, girl. When I was pregnant <laughs> with her, uh, I I put that. I started the top of that pineapple when I was probably two months shy of having her. I had her in November. And oh, maybe I take that back. Okay, maybe I started in like September, or October, so like a month or two, one of those. And so I just okay. cut that fruit off back in the spring, like right before the summer. I cut that pineapple off. So this was what I had her look like. I feel like I saw a picture. Oh yeah, I had totally have a picture. It was super yellow. Like when I cut it, like you know the grocery store kind. Like even if you buy an organic one. Uh, which is an organic pineapple. I did use it from an organic one, but it looked nothing like the mother. Okay, this this um, oh. pineapple. I mean, it looked like a pineapple, but it was way more yellow. Um, super juicy, like very very juicy. It's I mean, like amazing. Um, it was a really nice size. It wasn't small. It was a good. It was a good size, and uh, it tasted delicious. Super juicy, super yellow. Like the ones that I normally get at the store, they're yellow, but they're like more whitish yellow. You know. Yeah. So this was a bright, like a turmeric kind of like in your face, like yes, yellow. Um, a merry goldish, like it was a golden yellow, very pretty. Okay. Very pretty. Come on, Sherwin. And, really and delicious. Paint colors. Right? <laughs> Girl, I love Mary Gold's one of my favorite. 
Uh, which, speaking of which, marigolds are one of the things. I, uh, what have I heard about the marigolds? They help keep certain bugs away. I heard they're pretty good at. Um, you should plant them. Tomatoes, companion plant. Yeah, companion planting. So I haven't got there yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there together. You know, that is a part of what we're doing on our podcast here, where we are all blackly gardening together. And sharing the collective wisdom of the village so that we can all collectively enjoy our wonderful juicy tomatoes and grow our marigolds alongside them so that we can keep these pests. Listen, I have episodes to do about pests, including that one time where I burnt down a squash plant because I just saw all them eggs under the leaves and I was like burn it all down <laughs> it was a fit of rage <laughs> he said it was necessary it felt great okay well, so maybe. there's that but what i said well maybe that was the best thing to do i've heard of remedies for that but all right <laughs> well you know i just that's really another story for another time but right. i'm gonna put a pin in that and so we're here <laughs> speaking of therapy garden therapy um i know that for me also having children also having small children sometimes it's like y'all be in the house doing whatever y'all are doing um and i'm outside in the garden because this is my escape and this is therapy Mm -hmm. let me rewind i'm sorry because i sounded so negligent they're not in the house doing whatever (laughs) they're doing they are supervised (laughs) i mean i already know what you meant Yes, I'm just putting that disclaimer out there for anybody who might feel like they need to get the folks involved. Don't do that. Um, They're good. I'm just outside. Mama got to have her escape. Mama got to have some fun. Okay. Mama got to have a life too. We'll get there. We we are on our very way. Um, So thank you so much for incorporating that quote. That was a good quote. Who did you just quote that from, Nora? Let's get into it. <laughs> well, anytime somebody makes reference to the kids and the mama doing what she need to do, that is my go-to. Mama got to have a life, too. That is baby boy. <laughs> baby boy's mama. First, I can't think of her name right now, but... Miss Juanita. Miss Juanita. And she was right. Yes. Mama do got to have a life, too, while, while the kids are in the house. My kids are in the house when I garden. And they're, I'm not being negligent. Their daddy's there, but he may or may not be paying attention. But uh, they know how to act. I don't have those. Hashtag black daddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they know they're usually doing what they're, you know, somewhat what they're supposed to be doing. But what I like to do, though, is invite them to come out. I always invite them to like, hey, you want to watch mommy pot the plant? Hey, you want to come see me? Um make sure these slugs aren't eating x y and z you know what i mean so they usually True. decline on the slug part but um sometimes i can get them out there when it's time to pot some plants and i make it fun and i let them you know participate a little bit because it's important i want them to learn too so you know as much yeah. as it's, as much as it's my getaway a lot of times um i do here and there be like oh okay you can help me yeah yeah for sure i get mine the uh kid gloves the kid gardening gloves. yeah they 
go up for some accessories. So that's that works mm-hmm. to get them out there. They they're over it kind of by now, but you know, I can get them out there. They do like to plant seeds. So yeah. I appreciate that. And we have a good time when we do, but we are here today on this very special episode. Um, not to talk about our churn. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. We are here to talk about Miss Juanita from the critically acclaimed um, visual film. <laughs> Who was directing it? Was that John Singleton? That was John Singleton. May he rest in power. Yes, R.I.P. Yeah. R to the I to the P. John Singleton, director of Baby Boy. And um, Nora, you want to just go ahead and kind of redo the plot for us right quick? Summarize. Uh, okay, I'll summarize it. Okay. Um, Baby Boy is a... I guess you can call it a drama. In my opinion, it's more of a comedy drama because I really thought it was funny. I didn't really take it seriously. But I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, this is my life. And I understand Yvette and Jody's crazy relationship. But to me, it was more funny. On a cellular level. Right, right. But to me, it was pretty damn funny. And uh, Miss Juanita. Tragedy. <laughs> well, she was uh she was Jody's mom. Jody was played by Tyrese. I wish I could remember Miss Juanita's real name because I like her as an actress. Uh, but yeah, so Tyrese was the mm-hmm. boy who didn't want to leave the nest. Okay, so John Singleton, you know, he gives us a good kind of matrixy vibe in the beginning when it's kind of, he's explaining the whole baby boy theory of black boy, black men who don't want to leave the nest, but they don't really want to grow up and they get these women pregnant and it's drama and then yeah. they they're just a headache to their moms because they won't go away and grow up and it's just that kind of cycle of drama and, you know, so it's a pretty good movie um snoop is in it um oh yes cuba gooding jr's brother what's his name omar gooding jr was in it and he was his like he was tyrese's like hood friend and uh snoop was his no Hmm? no he was it was deeper than that hood friend i feel like there was that relationship was deep okay he wrote for him well, he yeah 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 that was his well that's why I mean that was his hood friend like your hood friend that y'all really close with is that's what y'all do for each other y'all ride for each other that's at least I mean gotcha you know, you know what I'm saying and so yes he did ride for him but Tyrese really struggled with growing up you know he didn't have his own car he would take um, Yvette's car. And he'd drop her off at work and then, like, go do hood rat things with his friend and try to, you know, make money in these uh, quick, these get quick rich schemes of some sort, uh, hustles. And it just was never really enough. And Yvette was a whole adult out here. She had her own apartment. She had her own car. She had a nice little job. And she was putting up with his, his stupid stuff. He had another baby mama he was still having sex with um and she lived at home with her mom and her mama didn't like him he would come over and have sex with her and leave like that's what he did and he was peanut yeah a a peanut girl yes peanut and you know it was just ratchet like y'all and y'all you and your mama house the mama there watching the baby and y'all in the room getting it on like this is this it was too much that i mean that out that took me out a little bit because i'm like this is different 
but you know I'm not judging that's people's lives and <laughs> um yeah so Jody entertainment yes yes it's entertainment I, that's what I looked at it as is entertainment it was nowhere near uh boyfriend girlfriend goals mama goals none of that it no, was man. more so like okay this is how some shit goes down sometimes for people and you know whatever but furthermore I think just for women and 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 black women and black men like okay like Jody you are a grown ass man and I don't this let me let me say this as a disclaimer there I don't see anything wrong with sharing a house with your el your parents your grandma whatever it is you know what I'm saying having your own property owning you know ownership things like that but you need to be a contributing factor you know uh, to the Jody, village. To the village. You know what I mean? Jody would come up in there like he wasn't bringing no groceries in. I didn't see that happening. He didn't have no cars. So, you know, whatever errands his mama needed him to run, he would have to borrow somebody's car. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't. He oh, didn't she have... got in his face about that in, in the scene that we're about to unpack. Yeah. And it just was like, you know, boy, you so want you want to do all these things. You want to have sex with these broads. You want to do hood rat shit with your friends, but you don't really <laughs> want to be a whole adult. Like, what is it? What is it? Why do you got all the women? You know, you got you got Yvette, you know what I'm saying? Then you driving her car, and then you having sex with another girl. She find the comments in the back seat. Like, what are you doing out here? You are a whole hot Disrespect. ass Disrespect. Disrespectful. He so, was a habitual line stepper. Habitual. And that is, that's from Chappelle's show. Um, my favorite. I love that part. <laughs> we we have gotten all the way into it. I feel like we're approaching peak blackness. So just stay with us. Um, so okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are specifically honoring Miss Juanita today. We will say her name. I believe her last name is Summers, only because when I looked on the IMDB, that is Jody's last name. Her last name was not listed as far as her character's last name. But with Miss Juanita, we do honor you today, especially as a Black woman in the garden. She did have a garden. That is why that is all of this is relevant to the whole conversation that we are having today. And it was clearly her therapy. But what was so mm -hmm. dope about it was that she was out there being her true Black self. She had her Newports. She had her wine. Nails mm -hmm. did. Hair did. It wasn't really there for the drama, but they kept on coming up to her while she was sitting in her cute little chair, mm -hmm. trying to live her best life out there, you know, waiting for her, her dude to get home. Mm -hmm. And they always come into her problems. And ultimately, she found a marijuana plant in her garden. And that turned into quite a scene. It was actually a scene that... um. That turned the whole movie, right? What is that called when it does that? Oh, uh, that is called the... Uh, I don't know why. I'm thinking about music and I'm like, that's the bridge. But it's not. Girl. <laughs> it's the... Uh, <laughs> it's the climax. It's the breaks. Is it the climax? Something like that. You know, Something like um, that. It's like we climax. are not movie critics. Yeah. We I are just black girls who like to garden. Okay. And... Also enjoying our culture by, you know, exploring one of these intersections that we have found ourselves at as we like to electric slide at the corner of Black culture and horticulture. 
where uh, we find ourselves as we're unpacking the scene. And let's see. So she thought that Jody put the weed in the garden. Did she not? She did. And what happens next? Well, they had it out. Her and Jody had it out. She put them out. And that's when he goes to stay at Yvette's. And ma'am. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm skipping it. I'm skipping it. So then you skip the best parts. So, so, so mama and Jody get into it. And then the boyfriend of Bing Rains comes home after they get into it. And he puts Jody in that headlock. And that was pretty, that was priceless. But come to find out, um, after all this occurs, him and Jody have it out, you know, and he, Jody feels like he's being replaced. Jody's like, well, you know, you just doing this, um, what did he say? You bringing this nigga in here basically like you did the other one, like trying to put her back to where she had a low point in her life. And he's trying to he he keeps associating this new boyfriend with the boyfriend she had in the past, and like she chose her boyfriend over her kids, and so the son that he had apparently he had a brother, and the brother got killed in some gang violence or some hood stuff, right? You know, and he keeps he's trauma he's still trauma holding trauma from that, and he's blaming his mother and her relationships. And so be it as it may, yes, maybe, you know, they didn't show that in the movie. Maybe her relationship did cloud her vision. Maybe she wasn't giving enough love and energy to her son. Who knows? I don't know. We don't know about that. But But see, that is the liberty. She's a black woman, okay? Or just a woman, period, who is able to be at a point in their life where they made bad decisions, where that could be intentional bad decision making. Or it could be one of those situations that many of us have found ourselves in where we trusted somebody who later proved to be untrustworthy. Yes. Yes. That happens too. And that doesn't make you the bad person. So I just like to put that in there. Like, don't be feeling bad just because you got with somebody who did you wrong. Change the narrative for yourself. That don't mean it was you. Exactly. You know, and Jody was trying to put that on her and you know, she ends up crying. He gets in the head. Bing Rames, big self put Tyrese in the whole headlock. <laughs> I feel like that was another scene, though. Was that the same scene? You know, I don't know why I feel like it was because, yeah, I think it was because they had it. They start having it out, and then he comes home. He comes in in the middle of it, and then that's when Tyrese. Well, maybe that was a different scene because maybe that was when he was sitting in the living room waiting on him. But I feel yeah. like, but I feel like it was kind of close to each other. Anyway, regardless, we Tyrese, are both trash for not being having a fresh memory of this movie as well, we have this it conversation. Two thousand and one, okay. <laughs> but, but it comes on BET every weekend. It does, but BET's version is trash. But let me say this: there's that. I think those scenes were close because they got into it. But I feel like Tyrese hadn't just left yet. You know, maybe he sat there for a minute because he wanted to beef with him, too. So he beefed with him. And then that's when he got put out because he got into a Bing Rames put put him in a whole headlock and everything. But then come to find out, you know, Bing Rames was the one who put the weed in the yard. Thank you. Yes. Can we go back to that? Because 
we are, what I want to do is focus on Miss Juanita's perspective. Exactly. Okay. She's just trying to enjoy her garden. She finds weed in her garden. Weed was not legal at that time because this movie came out in 2001. Exactly. Okay. According to IMDb at the very least. And how else do we know anything about movies without that website? Exactly. Weed was not legalized until January of 2018. Shout out to Auntie Google. Hey. Mm, hey. So that's how I got that tidbit. Um, because we know that it is legal currently. But for show. Um, so here go Miss Juanita making the accusation towards Jody. Jody's like, he he you know that kind of righteous indignation where you like, I know I didn't do this. Yeah. So he got to feel that up in his chest. Mm-hmm. And so then here come Melvin, and you remember this. I know you remember because I remember. Melvin comes in and she's like, um, did you put this in my garden? And he was like, Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Smack yeah. dab on the lips. Yeah. That's when they was arguing. With the kiss yeah. and looks at Jody mad smug. Yeah. Yeah. And he like mama. That was where when... the beef really yeah. yeah. And then he like, Mama, see, you just got this this hood nigga, you know, da 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 gonna put we you blame it on me, mama. You know, he's going hard, bouncing around and stuff, right. getting it all in his feelings. You just you cool. It's cool. You you think that's just cool? You gonna just let it be like that? You know, he was really in his feelings about that. But that's his mama and her boyfriend. Like you you the child at the end of the day. So Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. And she that, let him know this this my set. Yeah, this is my house, Jody. And then he tried to be like, yeah. well, no, this was your mama's house. You never left the nest. So why I got to leave the nest? And it's like, dude, that's, that's petty. Point. It's petty. And it's she was point. paying the bills in the nest. She plays bills in the nest, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have somewhat entitlement to it because you are family and we, you know, we should be able to be as family and live in the house. But we should also be able to be able to help pay the bills in the house or whatever needs to be done. Okay. And I don't think Jody he was too busy. He wasn't on it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so awesome. Yeah. That. Thank you so much. That That is exactly what I needed. That is really what I wanted to unpack. And as a bonus, <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> how it was related, but not. What was Melvin's <laughs> occupation? Oh, was he some kind of contractor or something? He did something. He was a landscaper. Oh, he was a land. That's what it was. Because, you know, he was coming. I remember one of the scenes he was helping her. He was carrying stuff out there, helping her get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Which was cool. Which was, I love I- how John Singleton incorporated that into. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, he did that because he knew this podcast was going to happen in 2019. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. What, because 18 years later. Guess and what? <laughs> what a treat amazing treat because i live in san diego and let me tell you my my landscaper gardener is the whole mexican out here you don't see too mm. many black owned landscapers at all seriously like ever and, and the ones that you do they don't live in this i live in carlsbad so it's really just mexicans out here doing it like i had to go down south San Diego to maybe see some landscapers like that. This is why I don't understand why Trump is talking about getting rid of Mexicans. Because I'm like, who's gonna be the landscaper? Who's gonna be the gardeners? I mean, you know, <laughs> not these, all of them, girl. No, he's still gonna make sure they get their their work permits to do all the work I would that hope so. they want them to do. 
I would hope so. Cause I don't much. know if white Lord. people could survive being landscapers. I mean, I see them, I see some, but you know, they can't be in the sun like that. That ain't good for them. There definitely are plenty of white landscaping businesses. It just depends on like what region you're in. I do notice. Well, when I was in Atlanta, I was that. I was gonna say my my neighbors like two doors down. They have some um, it's some white ladies that's their landscapers. See, and really, we just need to have more diversity in that particular. Um, area because one part of landscaping is definitely like the hard and you know strenuous work but another mm-hmm. part of landscaping is design and there's art that is involved mm-hmm. when we're talking about design we're talking about transforming people's outdoor space into something very beautiful and something very functional for them so mm-hmm. that should be a field where there is diversity in the representation there so I salute that. Uh, When I was in Atlanta, I was, Mm -hmm. listen, I was over the moon when I was coming out of the hardware store one day and I ran into a black woman landscaper. Blew my mind. I was like the the emoji with the hands where it's like (laughs) praising. Yes. That was me. Yes. That's you. I was losing it. Um, That was... That was quite a treat for me because I really needed to see that at that particular moment because that was when I was still trying to figure out if entrepreneurship was the path for me. And to see a Black woman clearly situated on that path, that was very special. I'm trying to think of the name of the company. Why did? How do I not have that right on the tip of my tongue? It was her company? It was her company. She had on a purple t-shirt. She was oh. so cute. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, I will I will figure that out and I will put that in the show notes. Well, can we give a shout out to my homegirl, Tony, with Wonderlust? Because she's a landscaper. Please do, because Tony will be on the show in a future episode. Shout her out. Shout her out, Tony. Miss Reagan, my longtime, one of my best friends. She's a She's a whole landscaper out in Phoenix. And she loves her job. She created her own business. And she's doing really well. She's doing really well. Tony. (laughs) Tony, the plantrepreneur. Yes. I did speak with Tony. Um, You connected me with Tony uh, earlier this year. And like I said, I was still trying to figure out how I was going to make this entrepreneur thing happen. And I just got some wisdom from her, got some insight. And so... I definitely have been thinking about her a lot more since I've started on this whole podcast endeavor because we do need to have conversations with people who are figuring it out. Like, hey, this is something that I want to do. I love the plants. Also love the money. Also Mm -hmm. capitalism. So how can we make a business out of this? Mm -hmm. That's right. So that's what it is. Um, So yes, definitely we'll get our girl Tony on a future episode. I don't see why not. I know she'd be busy. But busy girl. Busy, busy girl. Busy. Speaking of busy, Nora, I know that you also have your churn that you probably want to go check in on. I appreciate you so much for being the black spurt on Baby Boy and unpacking <laughs> this thing with us on this very special episode of Black in the Garden. You want to let us know how we can find you, what what we need to do to stay connected with you. I would love to. Okay, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Nora's Green Aura. 
And um, let's see. Let me tell you how that's. That's at Nora, N-O-R-A-S, Green, G-R-E-E-N, Aura, A-U-R-A. And on there, you can see me planting my different plants that I like to grow. You can see pineapple, all that good stuff, my family, friends, you know, life stuff. Um, And I'm on Facebook here and there, but most of my plant garden life is definitely on uh, Nora's Green Aura. So check me out there. And, um, hey, maybe we can interact and talk and for sure definitely ask me questions or whatnot. I love to engage with my audience and whoever's following me. Don't, you know, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Nora is a sweet, darling homegirl of mine. And, um, yes, I appreciate you so much for joining us. And uh, we done. Well, can I say thank you for having me? Why would you not? Girl, say thanks for okay, having well, me. thank you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And you're awesome. The conversation. Thank you. Good. I listened to the first and a little bit of the second one. I got to finish that one. It was a little longer, but I got to tune in because I like what, what you were talking about. Yes. And I'm just overall proud and happy because we need to have these conversations and you know, it's it's much needed. And, you know, I want to encourage all the, the Black women, Indigenous women out here gardening and making their homes beautiful, plant life. Like, let's do it. Let's see it. You know, show us your greens. What you growing? Yes, let's let's put it all out there. I appreciate you so much. You didn't even mention that you was dabbling in the, the nurturing of the cannabis, but you know, we can get oh, into yeah. that another time. Well, listen, if you go to my Instagram, you can actually see um, as of today, I just uh, got tap roots out of two of the seeds. I'm growing some uh, King Louis, <laughs> Louis the eighth uh, OG. So I'm actually putting them in dirt tomorrow. So, I mean, if you tune in and check me out on Instagram and you'll see just what I'm doing and what I'm growing. I am mm-hmm. looking forward to keeping up with that. That is fascinating to me. Loving that. I appreciate you so much for all the warm wishes and, you know, just supporting your girl in general. Me, yeah, I can't wait to come back world. and talk some more. You will be back like the Terminator who legalized <laughs> marijuana in your state. <laughs> <You're silly. laughs> Thank you, Nora. <laughs> You're welcome, girl.